Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is the combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community, along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance community, and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world, makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I kind of want to touch a, a little bit upon a topic that's making its way around the internet again of late, and that is the idea of sports-specific training, carryover, transfer, those sort of things. Um, there's even been articles written where people have now started talking about how there is no such thing as sports-specific training because this, that, and the other reason. And I think that it's now uh, become a little bit cooler to talk about transfer when it comes to speed via the weight room. Um, huge shout-out to Tony Holler for that. I think that he's kind of him, Chris Corfist. Um, I've really been leading the, the charge in that, I think, when it comes to just talking about making people faster and not just doing all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, so I think that we need to talk about that a little bit because I think that there are some things that are totally being misinterpreted and totally being twisted when it comes to someone's agenda when it comes to these things. Uh, first and foremost, there's 100% forms of sports-specific training. 100%. There's training that is specific to sport. There's training that is specific to energy systems. There's training that is specific to the, you know, the bioenergetic demands and the technical tactical demands of sport to, to prepare them for practicing games better, specific movements in sport better. And if we didn't actually believe that and we didn't actually know that there are things that we can do to better sport form, then we would have absolutely zero role when it comes to actually helping athletes get better. Zero. Because we talk about the idea of injury reduction and this, that, and the third. Well, if that was really the case, then how come more people are getting hurt than they are? So we need to talk about really what we're doing and, and understanding that there is ways to improve sport form and there is ways to improve preparedness for the game. Um, and that there are people that are doing very good work with this. And there are people that if you take a step back and you actually look at the things they're doing, you can actually take it and manipulate it, if you may, into how things work for you. Um, everybody that listens to this knows that Kier is one of my very good friends. 
And if you can get past some of the brashness of his Instagram posts at times, brashness, comedy, synonyms in this state, um, you can see that he's the prime example of someone that is dispelling this myth completely. You can build programming and exercise around the sport in order to provide the stimulus to elicit the adaptation required to increase their ability to perform. While you increase their ability to perform, you then will decrease their likelihood of injury because you've put them in situations where they are going to be stressed similar to not just practice, but competition, right? That's the whole idea of special exercises, right? You want to build strength in specific ranges of motion, specific muscle actions, at specific timing and speeds, and all of those things what Dynamic Correspondence talks about. But it's not just looking at specific aspects when it comes to building strength exercises, but also conditioning exercises and evaluations. And if you follow him on Instagram, other than some pretty intense and hilarious jokes that you'll see at times, you'll also see that they've built different things and broken down different things in the sport of American football in order to be able to show you that you can make them better at the sport if you reverse engineer the whole thing. So to sit here and say sport-specific training is a myth, for the most part, is nothing but clickbait. Because what you're going to do in that, when you say that, is you're going to get the people who are on your side to click that and read it and go, yeah, you're right, we're right, woohoo! And then you're gonna get the people on the other side who are gonna be like, I can't believe we're still fighting this, you can do this, why are you still running 300 yard shuttles? Instead of taking a step back and actually looking at what someone's doing and seemingly having success early on with it, and looking at what you're doing and measuring how we can work that out in your situation. Another thing that he does really well is he sits here and he, he evaluates things that he thinks are going to have the greatest impact on sport form, right? Speed and looking at specific strength measures and those sorts. And there was someone who tweeted, I don't remember where it was because it ended up being this huge long thread about strength is this and strength is that, but where someone put out and I apologize for not having the, the reference that like they only saw up to 1.7 times your body weight in a squat increasing sprint speed. Right. So here, here's my question. If that means that someone who's 200 pounds squatting 350 is somewhere in the area, if we may call it strong enough, why, why do we even need to test singles? You're like, if you think about it, especially American football, a 300-pound lineman squatting 450 isn't that big of a stretch. That's something that should happen by sophomore year, hopefully, you would assume, right? Now, injuries and all that, roadblocks, blah, 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 I get it. But that's not anything that we would sit here and be like, well, that's a crazy feat we shouldn't be able to reach. So looking at that, now we're talking about building programs based around speed, if we can slowly build them to these positions and not have to 
break them down and go crazy with it. Now we're talking back to transferring those things. Maybe they don't need as much time in the weight room. And maybe Landon Evans was right in his first talk at CVASPs back in, I think it was 2013 when he talked about building a program in the NCAA. And that is that the weight room is just a, a, a destination. You know, maybe some of these kids do just need to sprint more. Maybe they do need to run more. Maybe that is where the actual carryover is. Maybe teaching them the technique to cut while you're building these general strength foundations that are going to lead to increased speed and ability to change direction and so on and so forth. Maybe teaching them the technique in the cut then and then building into these more reactionary self-taught methods as you move forward, again, looking at it as a general to specific continuum, maybe this is where these things all now start to fit in. Now, I'm not just saying that because that's kind of how some of us have viewed this for quite a while. I'm saying that because when you look at it from the 15,000-foot from the view, right, and we've got three to five years with these kids, these student-athletes, to build them, wouldn't we want to make sure that in that first year, if we are now establishing that somewhere in that area, 1.5 to 2 times body weight squat is where they need to be, and then after that, they're not getting faster just because they got stronger. If we can take that and build the other general qualities and build and teach techniques while we're getting the bang for our buck out of the simplicity of the weight room, wouldn't it just make more sense to save those other things for later? Right? That follows the whole idea that Hank Krishenhoff has talked about a trillion times. Give them what they need, not what they can handle. But instead, I think that we like to jump ahead. We like to move to all the cool, neat, and crazy things early on right away. Because for two reasons. One... The kids like it. It's a lot more fun than teaching technique work, right? And two, we like it. Teaching technique work can be boring as hell. It can suck. It's repetitive. It's the same thing over and over and over and over. But you know what? Isn't that what sports skill is? Teaching and repeating and practicing and building. And then when you build on it, increasing speed, increasing demands, increasing challenges, increasing competitiveness, increasing distractions, reactions, whatever it may be, to make it more game realistic, to increase their ability for these skills to show up properly in the game. Because when we go back and we look at all of it, if you increase strength in the range of motions necessary, if you increase mobility in the movements needed in the sport, if you increase the stress and speed and all of those things associated with the movement and how they're um, done in sport, their ability to handle those, you increase the technique, you improve the technique and their ability to withstand force and use the technique properly, shouldn't they be better at the sport? And shouldn't they be have a, a decreased risk of injuring themselves in the sport? Now, neither of which are 100%. Of course, we know that. But to sit here and just say, keep getting stronger, keep getting stronger, keep getting stronger, keep getting stronger, or the weight room sucks, the weight room sucks, the weight room sucks, is naive in both ends. 
There needs to be the general buildup. There needs to be things that are connected. There needs to be technical mastery. And then things need to be advanced. And then you get into the fun stuff of looking at how we can improve specific actions. And that's where the weight room can come in again. Looking at eccentric load. Looking at high-speed eccentrics with things like the K-Box, where I've talked about where we've had a lot of fun and a lot of success with some of the guys with cutting and change of direction, doing different exercises. Chris Corfist talked about some really cool stuff that they're doing when they were talking initially about heel elevated type lifting, you know, and things like that, you know, but instead we want to go straight and have a kid who's a 6'10", 6'11", freshman who can barely squat the barbell doing all these crazy reactionary type drills. Slow down. Let the kid develop. You're going to get more bang for the buck and they're going to develop longer if you take these steps. At least that's what we've seen. And at least I think that if you follow what a lot of these people who are talking about building athletes to perform better in their sport, you're seeing with them as well. So would love to hear your thoughts, comments, criticisms on that, because this is something that a bunch of us have had a lot of conversations on. You know, how can we build our movement work better? How can we get to these reactionary type different motor learning situations in a safer and more beneficial manner. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, criticisms. Post them below. Shoot me a DM, whatever it may be. Always willing to talk and listen and learn more about it. And as always, guys, thank you for everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.